Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. On today's theology segment, Alyssa writes in and they have a great question. And the question is this. How can I know the difference between wise and false teaching? Well, most false teaching isn't born out of a teacher's heart to deceive. It's the overflow of a teacher's deceived heart. Except for that slippery serpent in the Garden of Eden and the charlatan whose sole intent is to you know, mess up and to sell the gospel for money, the initial intent of any Christian teacher is to guide their disciples into the truth of God's word. The problem is, is that all Christian teachers and preachers are, are human. They're fallible. They actually make themselves a prime target for Satan's schemes uh, when they begin pointing others to Christ. That's, that's why we're warned in James 3.1 that not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. Pride, greed, the desire for power, they, they seem to be the, the trifecta sin kryptonite that works best to putrefy a teacher's motives. And so is it any wonder then that Satan weaponizes the same sins that cause his own downfall to use against potential truth givers? These sins allow the teacher to self-justify the manipulation of God's truth for their own gain while still maintaining a facade of righteousness. In fact, under the influence of their own lives, they teach and preach with gusto, with passion, with sincerity, some of the most infamous false teachers in history. They are known as uh, for their charm, for their humility, for their seemingly saintly demeanor. And regardless of their pitiful origin story, false teachers are villains according to the Bible, and they need to be treated as such. In fact, the heresies they promote can lead us away from God and down the path of destruction instead of on the narrow road to heaven. The Bible warns us to be gatekeepers of our own hearts. We must remain vigilant in our watchfulness when it comes to guarding biblical truth entrusted to us. So we need to understand what a false teacher is according to the scripture. In fact, Scripture paints a vivid picture of what a false teacher looks on the outside, describing them as a deceitful workman, ravenous wolves in sheep's clothing, disguised as righteous, smooth talkers, cunning, divisive, sensual, passionate, flattering with their words, having the appearance of godliness but denying the power, deceived and deceptive, the devil's puppet, perverters of grace, lovers of ill-gotten gain, exploiters, cunning, and the list goes on and on and on. In fact, as bad as it, go, as it looks on the outside, it, it actually gets much worse on the inside because Paul says in 1 Timothy 6, 3-5, giving us a, a look at the inner working of a false teacher's corrupt heart, he says, they are conceited and understand nothing. They have an unhealthy interest in controversies and quarrels about words that, that result in envy, strife, malicious talk, evil suspicions, and constant friction between people of corrupt mind who have been robbed of the truth and who think that godliness is a means uh, for financial gain. And so, because deception is at the core of all false teaching, a false teacher isn't going to tell you he's teaching heresy. In fact, he's likely 
to mix in a, a little bit of truth uh, with a lot of air and sound so sincere and so passionate, you're, you're not going to know if they're actually twisting God's word. And even though the Bible outlines the distinct marks of a false teacher, many wise and other discerning Christians have often fall prey to uh, the teaching of wolves in sheep's clothing. What's, what's to keep us from doing the same? The answer can be found in one of Paul's letters to the church of Corinth. The, the early church was plagued with false teaching, just as we are today. Paul reminds us that where the source of truth can be found, that source of truth is the only legitimate test we can use to determine whether the teaching we hear is worthy of consideration. 1 Corinthians 2, 11-13 says, For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? And in the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. And what we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. So the Spirit of God, through the Word of God, teaches us what's true in the Word of God. And as we hold Christian teachings up to this litmus test, it quickly exposes any falsehood. But we still need to ask the question, what is false teaching according to the Bible? Well, the, the Bible describes false teaching as anything contrary to the doctrines, the teachings, and the gospel found in Scripture. Any teaching that does not align with the principles of Scripture or the teaching of Scripture is false. The one who teaches is not only a false teacher, but under God's curse. Romans sixteen seventeen says, I urge brothers and sisters to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them. Galatians 1, 6-8 says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. 1 Timothy 1, 3-4. As I urged you when I went into Macedonia, stay there in Ephesus so that you may command certain people not to teach false doctrine any longer or to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies. So we also need to ask the question, what does false teaching look like? Cult leaders specialize in, in snake handling and Kool-Aid. They, they don't corner the market on false teaching. If, if they did, most of us would be easy to spot them. In four important questions for recognizing false teaching, uh, Betsy St. Amit Haddox explains this dilemma this way. False teachers often start with sound doctrine and then subtly add to or subtract the truth to get a more appetizing soundbite with which to lure their listeners. The more you hear something, the more you observe it, and the more plausible it begins to sound. But the Bible warns us in 2 Timothy 4, 3-4, that, that the time will come when people will, will not put up a sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to miss. And so to understand what false teaching sounds like in any area and culture, 
We need only to follow the itching ears. The early church battled their fair share of false teaching, but it, it sounded a bit different than ours today. Grace was a new concept that the Christian converts from Judaism had a hard time understanding. Some of them even felt uh, insecure with the idea of a faith-based salvation void of uh, rigid regulations. And so to appease these new converts' frail consciences, false teachers added rules and regulations back into the new covenant of grace and created a muddled mess of syncretized truth. And although much of false teaching of that day stemmed from Jewish legalism, other issues ushered in false teaching, born of sensuality, envy, and pride. And of course, the isms had their part in the false teaching parade. Gnosticism, asceticism, antinomianism, with all their ism, joined the party. Now, some modern itching ears still crave legalistic-style heresies, but the root of most modern false teachings swings to the other extreme, humanism. In Five False Gospels with the Evangelical Church, Erwin Lutzer explains how many evangelical churches are being tempted to abandon hard truths in the face of cultural and religious pressure. And then he goes on to detail about how the humanistic ideas of modern culture have infiltrated the church and created five false gospels that completely negate the authority and sound guidance of Scripture. The explosion of technology has given uh, it's given false teachers uh, a bigger platform than ever, whether it's uh, on social media, a blog post, a podcast, a YouTube video. We are bombarded with bites and, and bites of truth and untruth, much of which is very compelling. It sounds good, but no matter uh, the vehicle, if a message supports the trends, the ideals, or even the goals of this present age, it's it's a good indicator that the, the teaching needs to be closely examined for falsehood. So here's seven ways to differentiate wise teaching from false teaching. First, wise teaching is rooted in unfiltered truth. It comes straight from the Bible. The teaching can contain commentary, object lessons, even humor, but scripture is always the main focus. False teaching rarely relies on scripture for the bulk of the message, and when false teaching does contain scripture, the verses are ripped out of context and are used to support the teacher's own opinions, ideas, or even stories rather than explaining to you what does the text mean. Uh, second, wise teaching originates from uh, teachers who acknowledge the fact that apart from Christ, they are nothing. The overriding goal of their teaching is to make Christ known. False teaching originates from teachers who disguise themselves with humility through emotional public displays for the sole purpose of drawing attention to themselves. False teachers go to great lengths to hide pride from themselves and from their listeners. They, they boast about their favor with God instead of boasting in the Lord. Next, wise teachers face hard scriptural truths head-on in love and without apology so that the Holy Spirit can use the whole Word of God to sanctify the listener's heart. False teaching takes its cue from popular culture, and this teaching includes cherry-picked passages and Bible stories that will delight and entertain the listener. Next, wise teaching doesn't add or even subtract from scriptural truth in any way. False teaching often paraphrases scripture to dilute the truth, explains uh, foundational truths as culturally irrelevant, or even adds a new interpretation of the truth, with the claim that God personally revealed the insight to the teacher. 
It can also manifest as as teaching that that adds man-made rules to scriptural truths in order to guide the listener into more righteous living. Next, wise teaching promotes the gospel as God's redemptive plan to reconcile fallen humanity with himself. You see, through the death and the resurrection of his son Jesus, that's, that's, the, that's the key. But false teaching misrepresents the gospel as humanity's pathway to prosperity or a way to even achieve, you know, positive self-esteem, my best life now, or even a get out of hell free card. Many false gospels exist and they all place the human on a pedestal. They make God the means to an end. Next, wise teaching uses biblically accurate terms to describe a person's pre-redeemed condition. And, and use biblically precise terms we are to describe the remedy for that condition. And yet, false teaching avoids the use of culturally offensive words, phrases, ideas, uh, when sharing the plan of salvation. Terms like, you know, God's wrath, sin, hell, the blood of Jesus are, are thought to be off-putting, so we should avoid that when speaking about them to a, to a general audience for, in favor of just pleasing our audience. But we know as Christians, we are to speak the truth and love, and that means teaching the whole counsel of God. Next, wise teaching overflows from a, a surrendered heart to the Lord. So the teacher absorbs God's word, meditates on it, prays over it, asks God to provide discernment, to rightly divide the truth, and then with holy fear and trembling, the teacher obediently shares that God-given, assimilated, live-out truth with the audience that God provides. And then the Holy Spirit uses that truth to glorify God and to transform lives. Well, false teaching overflows uh, from a deceived heart. The teacher draws large crowds of devoted followers because of their dynamic personality and their personal likability. And the teaching touches a deep emotional chord that is misinterpreted as divine inspiration. And, and just enough truth is administered through the message to make the lies undetectable to any off-guard listener. The enemy uses this false teaching to draw attention away from the truth that will set people free while building in them a sense of self-importance. Well, friends, this is so important, and we're spending a little bit extra time here in this episode to ex- explain these things because we are living in a day when false teaching is running rampant. This is why on this podcast we talk so much about reading the Word of God and studying the Word of God and meditating on the Word of God and memorizing the Word of God and applying the Word of God to our lives. And it's important to say again these things because to to rightly discern truth, you must know the truth. You must know the truth. You must know the truth of God's Word to be able to be discerning and to rightly discern truth from error. Well, I want to thank you for listening or watching this episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. 
You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org. 